Good afternoon, it's DJ Sweetly. Let's the youth live. I'm going to be hosting the show today with Christella and Leela. So hopefully they will join us very, very soon. A shout out to live from the south side. Now, there's been 40 deaths this year of young people who have bled to death on our streets. Oh, good afternoon, Jade. How you doing, darling? Now, we are in a state of emergency. We've been in this state of emergency for a long while. Now, for anyone that's not already following us, please um, follow us up. Let the youth live. We're all about solutions, solutions to what's going on on our streets. Solutions that keep young people alive. Oh, big up to you, Jade. I'd love to get you on. If you can come on, request and come on the live, Jade. Because we need to be speaking to young people about the situation. Any solutions that work for young people. What are young people saying? Now, we have a campaign going for emergency public accessible bleed control cabinets and onboard kits. Now, it's a nationwide campaign. I mean, we're doing amazing, I must say, um, you know, across the UK. But London are pretty behind. Um... Ah, oh, I'll, I'll have to let you know, Easy. Do you fancy coming on today? As we want to hear from the community. You know, we want to hear how knife crime, gun crime is affecting you. How it's affecting, you know, children that you know. How it's affecting people's lives, communities. You know, communities are riddled with trauma. People are traumatised. So many mothers losing their children. Now, the bleed control kits are a solution to keep people alive until the ambulance gets there. Because, you know, for many years, we'd seen that um, people are bleeding to death on the street. These bleed control kits are registered with the London Ambulance Service. So when you ring 999, they can tell you, you know, where to go, where they're located. Um, same standard as an ambulance. Um, it's the best thing you could give anybody to keep them alive. Now, we need you all on board to promote this campaign, to get involved in this campaign, to make sure your community is safe. Okay, there's nothing wrong with being prepared. You know, um, so that if something serious happens, you can keep somebody alive. So we could start hearing stories of young people still being here instead of passing away on the streets. Right, I'm going to take this live now. Um, we've got Easy 77. 
All right, let's get you on. Accept. So the bleed control kits, like I said, they are a solution. They're a basic solution. They should be law. Hi, Easy. How yeah, are you doing? Yeah, how are you doing? All right. Yeah, I'm yeah, good, yeah. man. It's all right if I just keep my camera off because it's yeah, of course. Right yeah, now. yeah. No problem at all, man. Thank you for joining us. No problem, man. Good work. I've only been following you lot recently, but you know I love the fact that you're trying to make a difference because. You know, it's important that people try to do something because, as you said, it's coded right now. It's a state of emergency, and like one life is too much. Mm. We know this already, you know, and it's affecting, it's affecting all of us, in one way or another. You know, I've got a son that's uh, yeah. Myself, so you know, it wasn't like yeah. this when we were you growing just, old. You know, when we were, when we were young, process. it was all right. It was still a bit dangerous mm -hmm. out there, but it wasn't to this level. Yeah, it's out of hand. The weapons that are being used, you know, you've got no chance with these weapons. They're designed, you know, to kill bears. And it's just like, yeah, there's yeah. no, it's like, it's like a lifestyle now. It's, it's frightening. So whereabouts are yeah, you then? I, whereabouts? I well, we're, we're, we're based in Northwest London. My organisation is called HUD. It stands for Healing Our Own Demographics. Uh, oh, wow. it, yeah, it also yeah. stands for uh, Helping Others Overcome Difficulty. Um, we've got a team of about eight or nine young people working with us uh, via the yeah. Government Kickstart Scheme. So we've got a little bit of a workforce that are ready to make moves on certain projects. And like, we'd like to maybe collaborate with you and see what we can do to try to help you do what you're doing. Um, as That'd I said to you, yeah, as I said to you, I mean, at the moment we've got the young people kind of leading the operations, so they're doing podcasts and stuff. So I think the first thing would be good is if you can come down and let's do a podcast with them, so they can get an understanding of what you're doing. And yeah. then after that, we can see what we can bring to the table to, to to assist ourselves in you know healing our own community. Yeah, that sounds amazing. Big up to you for all that work that you're doing. Um, yeah, it sounds absolutely amazing. I definitely would be up for that. Um, doing uh, where, where are you based? I'm actually in Peckham. So oh, Peckham, South okay, London. Yourself, South London. Okay, so we're just we're, we're in Brent. So that's two hotspots, really. You know, yeah. Brent. You know, yeah. I said look, one of my friends, his son got killed not too long ago on the way to school. So I had to go to that funeral. Oh, that was, that was crazy. And I know that even like, you know, I think some, one of the things that we underestimate is like, the effects it has on, on, on the parents, you know, because we're all, you know, obviously we've lost a life, so we're all sad that, that a young person's passed away, but, you know, God willing that they may have gone, they, hopefully they'll go to a better place. But then who's left over here to, you know, pick up the pieces, you know, usually it's a single mum, and like, sometimes mm -hmm. after yeah. something, after that kind of um, mad ordeal that they've gone through, Sometimes I, I think it's important for them even to go away and have a holiday or just try yeah. to get themselves together. But, you know, they don't have the finances to even do something like that. So we're also yeah. trying to work to try to raise money to, to help these families and even, like, send them abroad for a little two, three-week holiday yeah. after the funeral so they can just get themselves mm -hmm. together, come out of the, out of the circle, you know. Cause... Yeah, no, that would be absolutely amazing. I don't know if your Wi-Fi's gone there. Um, but I do know a guy called Robin, and I think he. Oh, go on. So you cut out there. 
Right. Yeah, I don't know. We lost your connection. Apologies. Sorry, sorry. Can I take, oh, your, name? Right. Can I take your name again, please? Yeah, it's Sweetly. Uh, DJ Sweetly. Sweet. DJ Sweetly. Okay, so my name's Zico. I'm calling for a work phone, so, so some phone calls are coming through. My apologies. Uh, oh, that's, that's nice. what right. there. So I have to keep this one kind of short, short, short and sweet. But um, as I said, if, if if we can try to meet up at some point, even next week, that would be great, you know. So I don't know. I'll, I'll start, start PM. Then how about the... next week? <laughs> Is that too but early? yeah, we're definitely because I'm. Oh my god, I'm just yeah. I'm I'm always busy anyway, but particularly yeah. now with this campaign. Yeah. Um. I want to check whether you have, do you have any of these cabinets over in Brent? No, we don't. And like, what I, what I need to know is like, you know, because for me, I mean, it sounds like a great idea and it sounds like you're trying to do something which, which is 100% positive, yeah? In terms of like how the whole thing works, where you locate yeah. them, how you decide where you locate them, how, you know, do people have some training on what, what they have to do? I know there's a phone on there as well. Yeah, yeah I can break that down for you. Yeah. So literally, the actual right, the kits. Yeah. Everything that you find inside the bag. Yeah. Is everything that is on an ambulance. All right. Yeah. So if the ambulance arrived and they were going to treat you for catastrophic bleeding, whether yeah. it is something in there for say you've been shot. Yeah. Right. So that it will help your you you won't pass away if you had a hole here. Now yeah. you have um, also if you had big wounds from stabbings. Um, that would stem the, the flow of blood. Then you've got, um, just trying to think, yeah, if he was involved in a road traffic accident. So it's not just for stabbings or yeah. shootings. Yeah. It can be for road traffic accidents. So yeah. hot spots for that. So it's down to the individual. If, you're, if you were raising money to get a cabinet, yeah. you, I mean, what I've done is I look at, well, I say hot spot areas. Every single area needs at least one cabinet as a minimum right yeah. ideally you need the kits spaced out i'd say roughly every five minutes that's how many kits that our areas need that's how many kind of cabinets now the cabinets are quite a new invention they've only been out for a year yeah um so that's why we've got across the uk um with our campaign with the daniel baird foundation We've literally got around 2,650 kits placed around the UK. Can I ask a now, question about sound? Has, has any of them ever, how long have they been out there? Has any of them ever been used? Yeah, two lives were saved maybe a month ago in Birmingham. Wow. Um, and the police, literally, we had a rollout of these kits, right, uh, yeah. two years ago. Right, this is how behind London is, yeah. right? Two years ago, we had a rollout. I think it was, hang on, a year and a half. Maybe a year and a half, right? Yeah. So in London, central London, yeah. city of London took a load of kits. Yeah. Pubs had them in central London. Um, there was an actual official rollout of them, which we kind of believed would lead to, you know, more and more, more police having them, more. They saved a life the first week. Wow. Now, the problem with the police having them is due to, I suppose, confidentiality and bits and pieces. They don't actually report to us and say, oh, we saved another life. Or, but we know the first week a life was saved straight away. Was, was that one that the police had or was that one that was on the roads? 
no police now okay. we haven't got we've only got at the moment one in a community Where's in that? the whole of london Where's right? that? um on my road um east dulwich road okay. um sc 22 and we've got it outside. How, how much do they cost right the cabinets are 600 pounds but that's including vat so dependent because obviously if you're a official business, you should be able to get some of that off. Yeah. So six hundred pounds for that. The kit, the kits on their own are ninety six pounds. Yeah. Now there's other kits out there. Um, there's, but the kits that we are, um, you know, promoting and yeah. are part of the campaign are kits that have been approved by the ambulance service. Right. Now, right. the lady that I work with, Lynn, who's yeah. she won the Pride of Britain award for doing all of this. Um, she was the one who, do you know, four years ago, we didn't have any kits. You couldn't have brought a kit anywhere here right. in this country. Okay. Right? My friend Lynn, her son was stabbed tragically, one stab wound to the heart. Yeah. He was literally right next to the hospital. And he didn't make it. And she kept wondering what, you know, he's perfectly healthy. He's a fit young man. How did that happen? Now, yeah, after speaking to her other son, who's a doctor, yeah, where was the first aid kit? The, the pub didn't even have a normal first aid kit, let alone anything that would stem bleeding. Right, right. Now, personally... These kits should be a legal requirement of pubs, clubs. Yeah. And I'm trying to get people together. Yeah. I say this on every podcast. Yeah. What I recommend, and not just for these bleed kits, but going forward, the things we've got planned for sol solution-wise, everybody yeah. needs to know who their um, local MPs are. Yeah. They need to be writing. And if anybody wants a template letter, I will give it to them. I've done, I've done one myself. And I've had two other people took me up on that offer. Yeah. And our letter is going in front of the Home Secretary. Fantastic now, work. Yeah. The Home Secretary is already aware of the kits. She was in a photo recently and she did say that they need to be everywhere. But she was aware of them four years ago. So it's a shame no action was done then, but I'm praying that she's putting her money where her mouth is, right? So we don't know going for, I mean, I'm praying. The law needs to be changed. You know, the councils need to be getting involved, but I'm not holding my breath. This is yeah. why I'm doing a GoFundMe. Yeah. We've, we've raised the money for a second cabinet in a community, which is yeah. going into Peckham, right? right? right. But... You have to get permission to put these cabinets up, and that's an added stress that I'm having to deal with. Um, is that are they put up on local businesses, or are they put up on? You can put them wherever you want, as long as well. You can't do it on a listed building. Yeah. And you need permission, right, uh -huh. from the from the owner or the council. Yeah. But literally, where I'm at with the Peckham one. Yeah. I raised raised the money. I've been waiting four weeks to get permission and they still haven't done it. Now, considering how many boroughs we've got, how many of these need to go out, 
Um, can, we, can we not just like uh, speak to local businesses and ask them if you can put it on their yeah. on their walls? Yeah. You, if that Please happens, you, would, that. you wouldn't. We wouldn't need permission for the council. We just need permission for the local business. Is that right? If it's theirs, unless they rent from the council. Yeah. Because um, so. that was my problem. I went to the Tesco's, but they were yeah. renting from. He was fine about it, and Tesco's, yeah. but yeah. The, it was the council. Right. So. Um, yeah, so I've been Kevin. I mean, to, for me, it sounds like a great idea, and I think that we should, you know, it's our, it's our responsibility to get a couple of them up in in Brent yeah. at least, you know. Um, mm. And they, they, this is six hundred. That doesn't sound too expensive. It sounds as manageable. Uh, I mean, if the community comes together, they should be able to put three or four up with no problem whatsoever. You know, I think that um, the proof is in the pudding. You know, if it says save lives already, then that's a fact. I know that people will probably say, yeah, it's not, it's not addressing this you know the um it's addressing the symptoms rather than the actual cause which is still it's we still saving yeah it's still, saving, it's still saving lives that's the main thing do you understand and maybe even having them boxes all over the place will make us realize the, the, the true state of affairs at the moment it's a reminder you know um so yeah it's something that we definitely want to get involved in with you what i'll do is i'll, I'll dm you my number and so forth if you can give us a call for us to raise you know uh you know 600, 1200 or even up to 2000 I don't think that's going to be a problem and we can try to get you know we're, we're aiming to, we're, I think we're aiming to be the leaders in London with this one and try to have free and Brent within no time that would be brilliant because my vision like I said is to get them across London yeah. GoFundMe is you know campaign the London campaign the yeah. London community because not only do they need to be outside businesses they yeah. need to be on blocks they need yeah. to be on the high street. Now, yeah. you know, like we, I'm sick of seeing the same places that people are being murdered in the same streets, the same places, and still they're not putting cabinets. They're not putting, it's like we have to keep the young people alive yeah. while we sort out all the other solutions. If we don't think about keeping them alive, there won't yeah. be any young people. No, I will. I totally agree with you. All right, what I'm going to do then, because I'm sorry, my apologies. I just I quickly dropped in on this because I'm at work. Thank you for passing through. Yeah, really uh, no appreciate problem. it. It's nice talking to you. What I'll and do is, too. as I said, I'll, 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 I'll DM. Is it called DM? I'm a bit behind all this technology. Is it DM or yeah, PM? Yeah, I think I don't so, know. yeah. I'll send you my number. And yeah. then if you can give me a call, as I said, if you can come down and, and do a little podcast with the young ones we've got here, I think they've got a whole heap of questions they'd like to ask too. And then what I'll do, them, them same young people at the moment, what I've got them doing is uh, fundraising in the community. So it yeah. won't be a big deal for us to fundraise. I mean, they're, gonna, they're doing a sponsored run at the moment, Brilliant. which is going on the 18th. I think they've raised about 2000 for some stables. There's some horse stables we've got up the road. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, so we're trying to get some the horses secured there so they can do, like, uh, horse riding for the special needs community and that kind of stuff. So that's, that's one of the projects we're working on. But this is another one that's close to our heart. So... If you can come down and do this podcast, then I can set them a task of raising another £2,000. We'll do a sponsor cycle or something like that. As I said, mm -hmm. there's, about ten, there's about 10 of them. That's all they've got to raise is about 200 each. That's 2000 Bam, we'll get three of them up there in no time. Fantastic. And then the other thing that we do as well is um, we do organise training as well yeah. for use of the kits. Oh, yeah, because that's what I didn't talk you through. Right, so the cabinet... Um, literally, yeah, somebody's catastrophic bleeding. Um, you ring 999, 
they will talk you through what you need to do. So you ring that from, from your from your mobile phone or from the cabinet? Is it is it from the mobile phone? No, it's from a mobile. mobile so you ring that phone. from mobile, and then you let them know that look, you've got these these facilities. They'll around give you a code. Yeah, they'll give okay. you a code so you yeah. can get inside the cabinet. Okay. And then once you get in it, although yeah. there is um, step by step guideline in there, yeah, they will talk, you, talk through you through it, which is yeah. much easier. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds yeah. like That's a great solution. Yeah, and then we also the other thing we do to back all this up. Um, is training training yeah. sessions what to do if somebody's catastrophically bleeding how to use the kit and also if you didn't have a kit what kind of things you could use to keep somebody alive yeah so it's, yeah so you're empowering not only yeah people who use you know that but yeah. also going forward if they come across anything they you know would know what to do yeah, that sounds amazing. I really do like the solution. It's great stuff. Okay, cool. Mm. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Sorry, I'm gonna have to get back to work now. But That's all right. I'll, I'll be in contact with you hopefully within the next twenty four hours. Wicked. All right. Fantastic. Have a blessed have a, day. All right. Thanks for having me. Keep take up care. Great work. All yeah, right. You too. Take care. Uh, Bye. Take care. Bye. See you. Bye. Oh, bless him, man. Oh, I'm looking forward to um, working alongside him and the young people. Um, I wanted to um, yeah, read out the message from Frost Levels as well. He says, I'm happy to donate a free days at the studio stroke hotel to help raise funds for a box uh, for Croydon. Croydon are desperate for one. Croydon's one of the places I was speaking about where, again, a young person's lost their life on the same strip, the same place. Um, so yes, that Croydon, oh my God, that would, yeah, that would really please me a lot um, if we could get one in Croydon. What I'm thinking, Frost Levels, if you're there um, and he's saying, hopes go well, well done, uh, you should be proud, stay safe, bless you, thank you. Um, so Frost Levels, what I think we should do, um, if maybe if you write like an advert, not like a flyer, um, to say that, free day in studio, um and people donate right so even if maybe to donate to the gofundme so we do like a flyer so i'm not sure if you're there still as well but yes jade says um that the kits they also save from other accidents yes and uh for an example i know a guy who was at home and he was pulling out a washing machine and while he did that he yanked it pulled it out and he got cut and his main artery was cut in his in his hand or his arm. Um, luckily, he was okay. I can't remember if he had. Yeah, I don't think he had the. But it just shows you that even at home. I mean, I carry one of those kits in my car. I've got one in my car because I don't know. You know, I could go anywhere and something's happening. So it's about empowering ourselves. About you know coming together in unity, being prepared, you know, in case, you know, something bad does happen to somebody, catastrophic bleeding, and we're not just going to allow them to pass away on the street. We're going to help them. Now, ambulances take, if you're lucky, between six and seven minutes to come, on average, and that's for catastrophic bleeding, people who need serious instant intervention um and that's if you're lucky but the actual um 
stats of that is not quite six to seven minutes. It's more like 15. Now, if any of us needed, you know, help from an ambulance, we're catastrophically bleeding or people that we know, if we wait 15 minutes, we're not gonna make it. We have to have intervention. These cabinets will give the public the chance to actually get involved and try and save lives. Now, the other thing I wanna to touch on, cause I didn't actually mention that to Easy actually, was that ideally you want cabinets that have bleed kits and defibs in them, okay? They are the ultimate lifesavers. They are more expensive. Um, I've teamed my um, installations of the bleed control cabinets with um, defibs. So in the Tesco's, they already had a defibrillator. So we've got that, plus we've got the bleed control cabinet outside. So I'm not sure if anybody wants to come on the live. <clears throat> But yes, we have a GoFundMe running at the moment. We would love people to share, um, to donate, because we want these cabinets across London. Or, you know, raise the money with your neighbour, with your friends, just to make sure that your local high street has got one of them. If we wait for the government, if we wait for the council, we'll still be here in 10 years, man. We will still be here. Massive shout out to Aisha. How are you, my darling? Good to see you on here. Love to get you on the live. I really would love to get you on the live. So request if you can, all right? Um, but yeah, um, the GoFundMe. So we, yeah, we need support. We need it shared. Like I said, we're looking to get these across the UK. Yeah, me too. <laughs> always active yeah that's us so yeah um yeah i just want to big you up aisha doing exceptional work in our communities and that's what it's all about the right people doing exceptional work working together you know for a common you know common interest is to save our children's lives they need to be able to be children they need to be able to go out and be able to have fun this is not this is not right and it is down to all of us to be accountable uh, i wondered <laughs> if he was at work aisha but just to say there's so many solutions we need people to come together get involved <clears throat> get involved now i said this earlier I would like all of you, whoever watches this, anybody who's you know been on the live, to please contact your MP. Do it as soon as you can. Find out their name for starters. If you haven't ever written to them about knife crime, gun crime, what's going on on our streets, or these bleed control kits, get onto your MP. Now, I will give you a template letter um, so that you can, the same letter that I've sent to my MP, the same letter that other people have sent to their MP, this one is for the bleed control cabinets and getting the law changed. We've got other templates 
just tell us what it is that you want to contact the MP regarding um, and we will assist you. So all you have to do is make it as simple as possible. You know, you just have to find out their name, send it, you write who it's to and who it's from. Okay. Now what we're working towards is law changes within the system. Um, Aisha's saying we taught over a hundred young people first via Zoom during the first lockdown. Wow, amazing. Zoom is brilliant though. I did a, um, what did I do last week? I did Stop and Search workshop. Absolutely brilliant. Um, oh, wow, amazing. So I know, what other things do you, you do, Aisha? Do you want to put up on there? Um, all right, let's have a look. Let's keep it going. Three, four, eleven to twenty-five. First day. That would be brilliant. <clears throat> I'd like to get trained up. You know, like I did the, I did the bleed control training, and I've got a certificate. <clears throat> but I'd love to go out there, and you know, teach people um, the skills to do it, and what they can do if they haven't got kid um, kits. So it's all about you know, putting things in place. Um, I've just remembered one of the other things that I've advised people to write to their MPs about is about making first aid and self-defense mandatory at school. Now, I know for a fact that schools can put in lessons what they want. They've got spaces within their day, so they could... They could be doing self-defense every day. They could be doing first aid, I don't know, once a week until people are fully skilled at it. Now, if we all from different areas across the UK start writing to our MPs, I've got faith we will get something done. But it's about attacking the things that we know are necessary. Um, yeah, well, I've only, I shall, all I've got is the letter that I sent, <laughs> but that is a template. But yes, the more people we get doing it, so what I'm visualising, one person gets something sorted in their area. It's going to have a knock-on effect to the next area and the next area and the next area. But literally, so I've written, I mean, I've not had a response from my MP, and this is the other thing why I'm advising people to have a go. Because it might be like my, like with me. I've wrote, I've written a few times um, just before September. And I've had no reply. I'm expecting a reply. But the other people that did theirs around about the same time have all had responses. They've had responses. Um, things are getting passed to the Home Secretary. So it's the way forward. I know the only way we will get change... It's not going to be from marching. It's going to be from, you know, getting the law changed. Um, right, Aisha is saying youth engagement. Yep, definitely. Um, I'll sort you out the letter that I've written, but I am, like, as soon as I get a reply from my MP, then I'll be doing the other letters. I've got some, you know, I want to do some for education. There's a lot, there's a lot. But I mean, I need to big up every single person that has taken part in these in the podcast for however many months this year. We've had some wicked input. We've had people, you know, putting loads of solutions forward. 
um, that, you know, kind of, they lined up with the solutions that we already had. Um, so we know that they're going to work. We know that they work. Um, our priority is the here and now. So yes, that would be first aid. That's going to be the um, life-saving bleed control cabinets. That's going to be patrols. Now, Aisha, what's happening with patrols in your area? Um, because I know there's been a few patrols set up. Um, I'm looking to do something. But to be honest, the police should be involved. It should be like what we want is less stop and search and more community policing. Like, I don't, I don't know what they're doing. I mean, the Met Police are the worst for it. Do you see the other um, police forces around the country? It's like their priorities are different to the Met Police. The Met Police are not even going after the big, the big drug traffickers. They're going for all the street level, um, you know, the young people, the, the ones on the street, the big criminals aren't out on the street. They're not there. So, you know, we've got things that we need the police to fix up about as well, as well as ideally they should be, you know, sacked and retrained and brought back. Right, I'm going to take the live, right? Um, so, right, it's Aisha. Okay, right, let's take this. Okay. Right, so I'm just adding up Aisha now. That's amazing. Right, what's she written? We work with parents. can't really see me. Oh, that's all right, my darling. Hi. How are you doing? I'm all right. How are you? Yeah, just busy, man. <laughs> you know what it's like. It's just, it's non-stop, isn't it? It definitely is. Oh. Back to what what you was just saying about um that, that should be the police should be getting involved as well. Hold on. The police should be getting involved. If they're understaffed and stuff, they should definitely be working more with um people like that are doing these patrols or wanting to do these patrols. I know they all go to the meetings and stuff. I know they're all active in the meetings together. Yeah. So maybe, you know, we don't know what their intention might be rolling forward into next year or so. I don't know. But I know that they do attend the community patrol meetings down here. Yeah, because I've been like a, a new Brixton. They've had one for ages and they've been doing school patrol. I've always tried to push that. You know what I mean? Because I know... Our kids need to be getting to and from school, like, safely. Mm -hmm. um, I've reached out to quite a lot of people over the years, certain individuals, um, to try and get advice, how to set something up, how do we... But the more I've looked into it, because my, my issue is the safety of the people doing the patrols, right, because of the weapons that are coming out. And literally, I was, I wasn't even face to face to it. I was behind my, in my house, and an incident kicked off. I didn't know what was going on, but when I looked out my window, Aisha, um, there was loads of them in balaclavas, weapons bigger than them. And I literally, I shit, I shit myself. I'm behind a window, mm -hmm. and then I'm having that. Hang on, this is what people up you know like on the street like you go to do your shopping your kids on the way to school 
and we've got this wait what chance have people got against these weapons it, it, we need the police the police yeah that's why they, they has, there has to be that um community police liaison they have to work together on this because some situations you can handle other situations is bigger than yourself like you said the, the weapons yeah. were bigger than them you know let's just you know try to remain positive i suppose and hope that all of the good work that the grassroots organizations are doing mm -hmm. is recognized higher up and they get the support that they deserve let's yeah. just hope that but as i said with the community school patrols down here they had the meeting yesterday i think as well in croydon so you know there's progress being made in that department i just liaise with specific people that are running services that we want to engage with as the safe zones that we you know so i don't know the ins and outs of the meeting because i wasn't there but i know there was one yesterday and i believe that they definitely work closely with the Lambeth um, Street Patrol because that's Brilliant. really what this what needs to happen just like with the police there in every borough mm -hmm. the presence of certain organizations and services need to be in every borough for this to work yeah every and they need to liaise between each other yes yeah, so they it's a unit and it's the same in each but it's throughout the whole it, it needs to be like that and we definitely yeah. need the police um, involved I'm <sighs> Bloody hell, over this side, I'm, I can't even get a response from the police. <laughs> like, um, yeah, it's crazy over here. Um, like, if I'm honest, um, my Renee from Croydon Community Leaders, she works, she liaises with the police more than me. So I'm also with oh. liaise with the services and the businesses. So what our plan is, is basically for every ward mm -hmm. to have a safe zone. Yeah. Could you explain, even though I know what they are, just for anybody that's listening, just talk about, talk to us about safe zones and what it is and how long you, you've been, you know, working on that. Um, really, we started working on it about, I think it was 2015 or 16. Um, so as a parent of a young person at the time, um, if I wasn't out in the community in a certain way, I wouldn't know about certain organisations. Um, first aid was always a top priority for us because we was fed up of seeing young people dying on WhatsApp videos and on the news just outside a local shop on the local high street. I was working in Croydon at the time and it was like for about a week, it was just flowers every morning, flowers, police tapes, okay. flowers, police tapes, like different spots of Croydon. So... You know, there is this rush for Croydon now because it's um, trending. But mm. I'll be honest, knife crime has not stopped trending. Death hasn't stopped trending in Croydon. Mm. You know, I've had young people run to my house soaking wet because they've had 13 guys chase them oh from Croydon down to where I live, which is a good 10-minute walk, 15 on a stroll. Yeah. So they've run past. Look at the young boy, rest his soul, Jermaine, the other day. Oh, I know. He's, do you know how much people he walked past injured no, to, on the main road, just there on the street? You see what I'm saying? So we've always been about... Up there and kids. That's like, just what I'm saying. So we've always been about, been about accountability and taking accountability. Okay, I can't feed every young person that maybe needs feeding or clothe them, but do you know what? If I give them that skill of first aid, if we work yeah. with them, then possibly... 
we can't stop knife crime. Knife crime's been happening since the craze were around. Knife crime isn't a colour, it's a thing. Mm -hmm. And it's yeah. always been here. If we all want the same thing, we should all be pulling together and mm -hmm. saying, right, I've got this service, this is what I can do. You've got this service, this is what you can do. So with us, what we're trying to do is work on the causes. Mm -hmm. but, you know, we do clothes donations, food donations, stuff like that to young people Brilliant. in hostels, people in domestic violence situations, my neighbours, charity begins at home. I'm very charitable to my neighbours. Do you see what I'm saying? So we're trying to work and build that same, you know, like just put it back into the community. Like we are all, doesn't matter what colour we are, we're all the same. If it affects me, it's going to affect you. So we work with first aiders. We work with mental health first aiders. We work with life coaches. We work with, you know, we have parenting workshops we work with young people that are just, you know, just broke out of county lines, young people that are still in it. We work with a range of people to try and really get to the root of what's the problem and what can we do to help you? What can you need? All right, you want to look for a job? We'll try and find someone from the grassroots organisations or a local shopkeeper. Are you taking on anybody? Direct them to the service that they need. Keep engaging with them. We, we do a lot, you know, we work with um, Defenders Entertainment and CYL, oh, they, right, run yeah. programs. they run programs for young people there. At the moment, we also have tried to use county lines in a positive way, so we work with um, YMCA Trinity Group in Ipswich, Yeah. so they bring young people down the county line to Ipswich to New Cross or to Croydon, because oh, that wow. line is used a lot for a negative so we bring them down and they have days in the studio. They speak to artists. They've recorded songs. We've done photo shoots with them. <sighs> yeah, so it's a lot. It's, we do, we we're trying to do a lot, but we're not trying to do it alone. This is what, like, yeah. we want to work with everybody that's out there because I might know someone that you know or you don't, mm -hmm. that doesn't know about us and vice mm -hmm. versa. So yeah. I might be able to teach first aid to you but my friend can so here you go yeah we work with street doctors they provide us with our first day training for free mm -hmm. for seven to 25 yeah. year olds and we are in negotiations with another organization that will help us to teach eventually the shopkeepers and stuff mm -hmm. um to do first aid we also do want to support any um, fundraising for bleed kits knife amnesty boxes that like we just want to support mm -hmm. knife crime initiatives and saving young people's lives and bettering them you know like yeah. get them to be professional in whatever it is they deem to be so for example like there's a lot of young people that have animals they have dogs very well trained Mm -hmm. They don't realise that that could be your calling. You could be making money from that. So, you know, take them into a different world. Take them to a dog show even and show them like, look, yeah. people get paid for that. Exposing them to different things. Not everybody wants to work in an office doing IT. Not everyone wants to work in a supermarket. So sometimes you've already got your calling inside of you, but we need others that are like-minded to call these young people out so they don't feel like their calling is knife crime because they don't all get yeah. into it their gang yep no it's so true we've got a message here from amina um she's saying aisha is selling herself and this initiative short yes she certainly is i know 
The Safe Science Initiative is an underrated and undervalued initiative. Now, I'm the first one to say that as well, right? All I know for all these years, from the first day I heard about the Safe Zone Initiative, is something I have visualised that should be everywhere, Aisha. And that is it. That That's is why it's Safe Zone UK. Yeah, we've, we've yeah, stepped it up a bit. Definitely. Where it started... Mm -hmm. in, it started in a WhatsApp group to where it is. Mm -hmm. We just want to work with the right people. That's all it is. We're not here to be like, oh, I'm, I'm not doing everything. I can't provide all of the services. But, mm -hmm. you know, as I said, I live down the road from, I'm not going to name drop, but I live around the road from certain places that should be providing certain services for people in the community. Yeah. As I said, I've got a 21-year-old. So... I've lived through this and I've got an 11 year old going to secondary school. I'm wow. going back yeah, into so, that same yeah. cycle again. So, mm -hmm. you know, I've never had anything. Free. If I didn't have social media, I mm -hmm. wouldn't know that these places even existed and what yeah. they've done. Nothing mm -hmm. comes through no one's door no more. Like no, we're, right. we're, we have to go back to basics with this. Mm -hmm. We have now, to go Croydon, back to basics with this. Croydon have got, that. you lot have got a lot there already, right? Yeah. You know, like service wise and all that. I literally was shitting myself, really. Like, when I looked around where I am and what there is, I was like, hang on, where is it? Uh, how are we going to get that? What are we going to, you know? Thankfully, I went on um, a two-day training course last week, and this is a new initiative as well, which I think is wicked, right? Um, and I'm envisioning this to go massive as well. Parent championing. Mm -hmm. Right, I'm the first, I think it's the first group, and literally they train the parents up to help other parents mm -hmm. who can then help other parents and train them up. Um, I think it's absolutely fantastic. It should have been happening years yeah. ago, and yeah. not only should it be in secondary school, it should be in primary as well. Mm. So, parents at least have you know ways of helping themselves, accessing support. But you see, in lockdown. Um, the services there were services missing here, like mental health service, um, even the justice, the youth justice service. Um, there was things I was looking for anyway, and they've literally set up in lockdown. Thank God. Yeah. Uh, so you know there is some services, but we yeah we need patrols organised. We need. Um, you know, there's no, not really any opportunities. I've been told about one place in Peckham, but I just, yeah. And it's the safety of the young people. Yeah. yeah. And that's why, as I said, we work with mental health first aiders. We work with um, uh, COVID defence as well. We've just been in talks with them about um, uh, self-defence. So they do women-only yeah. classes. They do parent and child classes. They do Brilliant. knife um I don't know the name of the course exactly, but it's basically if someone's trying to stab you, they yeah. show you how to defend yourself. Yeah, we need that. They need them classes, right? That and the first aid. And I truly believe this, and I am definitely going to be writing to schools about this. I'm going to attempt with the five schools that I'm meant to be, you know, parent championing in, but I'm going to attempt this. I want them to put it in their curriculum. Definitely. Now, if we could get or even in, yeah if for enrichment you've got to remember as well like there's if yeah. we can get people to do even if it's like 
first aid or because people are doing these things for free if we can find them and get them to offer that enrichment after the, to schools like why yeah. why would they refuse it and then yeah. maybe when they see the demand for it then they might find the funding to fund it next time round and people can yeah so you do it's like a taster yeah Yeah. because i'm happy to go anything that i can do you know like i would do it for free you know what i mean just to give people yeah so they're armed with information and they can make you know good choices from that yeah so i think that's a brilliant idea so free workshops to start off with um because things like even healthy relationships like that that is so necessary Mm-hmm. You know, so people know, you know, what's going on in certain relationships, friends and, you know, boyfriend and girlfriend and, you know. But, yeah, definitely the first aid is essential and the self-defence. So at least the, the kids are, you know, prepared for these, you know, that could happen. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. So definitely I think that's it's important that the children and the parents are armed and, you know we all start to, as adults, take accountability. I'm a different parent now than I was when I was 21. Mm-hmm. I had my first my first child at 20, my next one at 30. Mm-hmm. Next one was at like 33 or something. Was it? Yeah. <laughs> something like that. So we grow and we learn, but because of, I'm, I'm fortunate to have a good friend circle. I'm fortunate to have good parents that are just open and honest, but not mm-hmm. everybody's got that. So that parent champion championing is really it's kind of like love thy neighbor kind of thing how it might have been many years ago when you know was where we are now in society when -hmm. you did look out for your neighbors and you did see her over the roads kids looked a bit hungry so you broke off a bit of bread and a bit of stew and said it of that yeah it is more it needs to go back to we need Mm -hmm. that we have have to have that yeah definitely so it will work out. It all has to work hand in hand. And that's what the safe zone's about. We're all about like, that's why our logo is a helping hand. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, that's what. Yes. Yeah. Just so happy to say... have my jumper on. Just so happy. Oh, I want one of them. I'm going to get can one. have one, babes. <laughs> <laughs> I fully promote safe zones, man. Yeah, no, definitely. And as I said, anything that you're doing, I promote and I, and I, Support you always have, well. like, from day Support dot, man. Day one, so yeah. It's never Definitely. been unnoticed ever. Like, Definitely. bless you for that support. Yeah. And don't but, forget, you know, you, um, Croydon community leaders, they do weapon sweeps and ride outs with the police. So mm-hmm. if you ever wanted to go and just see how that operates as well, you know, that'd be really, that's another good thing that they do in terms of their i did spoke to renee i'd spoke to renee recently exactly about all of that yeah because obviously that needs to be happening here in this area and obviously all other areas as well Mm -hmm. so yeah so um and the thing is it's like everyone not every part of the initiative is for everybody so for me and the ride outs it's techie engagement wise it's fine but it's techie for me in the ride outs because I just feel like I want to see you in your natural form at all times yeah. when you're, when you're, so are you going to be your natural self with us there? So Renee is better. That's her initiative. She rides out yeah. with them. I liaise, you know, when we have our meetings and stuff like that, yeah. right? Email and certain 
I'll be honest, Zoom was actually really good for us as well. I was able to attend so many meetings that I couldn't necessarily physically attend. That was good um, for me, you know. So like uh, Violence Reduction Unit and Mayor's Office, little meetings that they were having about their plans to go forward and knife crime. It was really interesting to sit down Mm-hmm. you know get the paperwork afterwards and go through the stuff and say okay all right this is what you're saying you're going to do so then yeah. that's where the accountability the reality from... of yeah <laughs> is it yeah actually yeah, really that. but um, we're just going to read out a few comments as well um what have we got amina saying trauma therapy the parents are carrying trauma and so are the kids yep now talking about that um a guest that i had on a couple of weeks ago stephen graham who um he talks about the trauma that we should instead we should be everyone should be um under the trauma response so that people who like the police all the different services mm-hmm. he suggests that they all need retraining yeah to deal with traumatized yeah. people yeah. now uh, oh, yeah sorry That's speaking right, of sorry. trauma i'm not gonna it's, it's it's not like what's good for the goose should be good for the gander the police are also traumatised people. Yeah, I'd never thought that. But yes, yeah, you're right. And that is through engaging with them at certain points during, you know, certain um, workshops and events that I've been to. You think about it, like, they're sometimes the first people on certain scenes of certain things. And we're only thinking knife crime. They see a lot of yeah. stuff in it. They are also traumatised people when they take off their uniform and go home. Mm. They're a mum, they're a dad. Yeah, we don't really think they're a grandparent. They have, and you know, and that's where, you know, them dealing with certain negative things every day in terms of their job, you know, they want to, you know, they want to make a difference and stuff. And they're coming out here, they're being abused, they're being threatened, they thought they were going to get shot, run over, whatever. They're going home to their family of children, whatever. And they're releasing their unconscious bias also onto their household because of what they're dealing with. Did you see the cycle? Yeah, yes, yeah. It's, it's actually quite a deep cycle. So they are also traumatized people. So therefore, well, like you said before, they do need retraining. They might need mental health first aid as well. That might be, yeah. you know, what it could be the key factors here that's missing yeah. with reforming the police the other thing when we because we've spoke about this one of the things we have spoken about um on the podcast before was you know about retraining the police and and then it was like how would we retrain them because who would train them it'd probably be old school policemen again (laughs) so we'd have to think about that who yeah who could train them i know what's his name um oh oh Sace Holmes, yeah, yeah, I know he's he could definitely, yeah, he, yeah, he's he's been doing he's been doing training with them. Um, uh, I think Donna Marie Marie Turner from down here, she's done training with them. Mm -hmm. Um, forgive me, it's probably a few more people that could have possibly, but it is a constant thing, yeah, it is, it's a constant thing. It's like it's even to the fact of having maybe an office or a space within their space where you might be able to unload a bit before your next round or whatever it is, you know, mm-hmm. like trauma people, policing trauma people. Yeah. Yeah. So, and this is like, I'd never thought along them lines really, like I said, until I had Stephen on 
and I'd read his both of his books as well because he oh my goodness I've, I've read two of his books one was that was very um deep actually through the eyes of the gun I've heard of that book yeah so it's all about it's the gun that's talking yeah and then the second book he did was the that's recent is the he got put in prison in Jamaica but because of that, he's now doing another documentary about the conditions in Jamaica. So hopefully, because it sounds horrific. Like, we think mm. we've got problems in our prisons here. Mm. But over there, my goodness. But, yeah, he talks about um, trauma. And that is, you know, that's the, the trauma approach. That's what I was thinking of. Sorry. Yeah, trauma, the trauma approach. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I was very interested, but we only slightly touched on it. So I am going to pick his brain again about yeah. that because I believe that. And I mean, he's he also thinks that we have a street culture is what we're up against rather than loads of gangs. Um, but it's actually a culture. It is, are. it is. I see where he's I see what he's saying. I do see what he's saying, but I live in Croydon. There's loads of gangs as well. <laughs> you know what I mean? There are a few and I'm probably not up to date with them, if mm -hmm. I'm honest. Um yeah. you know, if I'm honest, I'm probably not that up to date with them. But just from and, and when I say gangs, let's say groups even. Yeah, because, yes. for example, you know, there's different groups of people that spot on different sides of the road. Are they gangs? Yeah. Or am I stereotyping? Or are they just, you know I mean? yeah, just there's, happen to be standing together a group of friends? Yeah. You know, it could possibly be that. But, you know, it definitely is turning it it's it is turned into that where it's it's cool to be like that. It's it's you, you kind of aspire to yeah. So, and then we've got right. we've got all the the mainstream radio stations uh everything like the big platforms they're pushing that lifestyle they are yeah it's they're perpetuating the violence yeah and I'm... you know we we talked about that a lot and mm -hmm. everybody said you know something needs to be done but we've got two lots of law coming through but i'm not holding my breath <laughs> on whether it's going to actually even though they're going to be fining the platforms something like 18 percent of their global income but it's the logistics of it because i can't actually believe it the uk have decided they're going to take on social media big platforms even the us haven't attempted this the uk this is what they're doing the legislation is already in they're tweaking it and they've had, oh my goodness, I've watched a few of the parliament, my parliamentary meetings because I just wanted to know what. Mm -hmm. And literally, they haven't even got definitions together of what harm is. So, and they're going to have to get specialists in and all that. All the specialists that were talking kept saying that we could literally be taking people to court ourselves. We don't really even need new law. Apparently we can do it all, a lot of it, through the civil courts where the, um, you know, like monetary-wise. So are they, they're punishing the stations for playing the music or the artists for making the music? It's the platform. So it's going to be platforms with over 100,000. It's mainstream radio. 
it's going to be, and I suppose it's whoever reports it, and then it's going to go, it's just mad. So you know it's going to cost a lot of money to start with, right? It's going to cost, yeah, unbelievable amount of money. Um, they've got to get specialists in to actually write what the law is, and then you've got to actually get people convicted or whatever, for, and it's going to go through Ofsted, but the Home Office ha is actually overlooking it all. So Ofsted haven't even got the final say. So I just, I don't know. It's to get money, but we could be using the civil law. That's what the specialists were saying. You know, like the law of neg negligence. Mm -hmm. You know, crimes against kids or um, social media related things. But that's something I'm going to look into, whether we need to amend the law. Because it says we can do it ourselves. We don't even need anyone. We can actually... And I read there was the first case recently of it was a murder case and i think twice it went for a retrial as well and they lost the case and the red of one of the relatives took it through the civil court and they got a big payout well no it's obviously it's not going to compensate for life mm -hmm. for the person's life but they actually got a big pay it like a you know a big lump sum yeah through the courts but we didn't have to get new law. We didn't have to pay any specialists to come into it. It was just using the civil law that we've already got. But they're doing this massive online harms bill. And like I said, even America are like, they're impressed. But UK, like, <laughs> uh, I just think it's massive. It's massive what they're, they're attempting to deal with everything in one and this is to protect kids, racism. So yeah, that, I just... and, and for me, that is great. I'm, 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 uh, I'm going to be maybe controversial when it comes to the, yeah. the genre of drill music. Yeah, and don't get me wrong. May I first say there are some real gory, grimy ones that shouldn't really. They don't need to be even made, especially when they're you know highlighting crimes and stuff that they've committed. Yeah like openly and stuff like that do you know what i'm saying but i remember growing up and at a specific time of night there was a specific place where you could hear that specific genre of music you know like yeah. jenny francis used to do the wind down the slow down zone yeah yeah it's always going to be there it's like you know white football hooliganism videos films they're constantly being made they're constantly it's constantly it's gonna still be there would it be better if they amended or made a bill to say you know there's like some type of watershed even for that genre minus yeah. the grit grimy disgusting ones because you know you're a dj we like music we know good artists some of these youths are informing some it's not all highlighting what they've done. There's some a good few artists. No, they're not conscious as such, but some of them are because the beat makes them sound otherwise. If we sometimes listen to what some of these young people are really saying, mm -hmm. it's that's how they're telling us what we need to do to make it better for them. That's how they're putting yeah. their story across to us. Yeah. So I don't like when my sons are in the morning sometimes that um, you know, they might be listening to Radio One with flipping having their breakfast and swish it, ching it, clang it, twist it comes on and there's all of that. But would it be better to 
kind of try to push it into one place rather than you know they obviously you've got, to, you've got to give people well. a reason to do that so maybe yeah telling them that you'll get that fine but it's not going to stop the music being made it's still not going to stop the crimes from happening yes. it's still not going to stop oh. anything it's just going to cost people money we just need quality control. That's what we came up with on this podcast. We've had loads and loads of people, you know, contributing all about this. We've got social media, the music. Um, they need, but it's the record labels are promoting. The yeah, definitely. Killing, the, they could switch up, right? But they're not because it's making money. But all of that. You know, it's giving the artists the impression they have to do that to get the money, which literally that that's what it's looking like. But some of these time. artists don't even need record labels to do that as well. Yeah. So it's, it's, still, it's still a catch-22 because if you remove the need from the label, that artist is still in the world. And yeah, all they but, have to do... You know, all they have to do... Like, there's, there's an underground everywhere. It's going to go... What might happen with that is the ones that are baiting themselves up, they're just going to go into like an underground, underground kind of platform. A lot of the problem with the, the drill side of things is the, the promotion on the social media the, that's making retaliation, right? Yeah, yeah that's what I don't with retaliation, with right? Yeah. So for that purpose... The talking about killing, you've already killed a young person, but you're going on past that. You're going to mm -hmm. kill their, their mum, you're going to rape their niece. Yeah, the definitely. That, that, gory, like, that, that gory stuff, obviously, yeah. is like. But that song, that was lyrics of, I'm going to say the name because we talked about him a bit, Fumes Engineer. Right? That was on, and it's got millions of views. Now that. Right, so there's, talk, I mean, I support real artists, right? Yeah, and that's what, yeah. Oh, yeah. And they talk about their life. They talk yes. about what they've done. Yes. But they are now saying, it's not the right way, right? I don't want young people to follow that. I'm telling you mm -hmm. there's a different way. And I, yeah. that's why I started doing what I did, like, mm -hmm. nine years ago, to mm -hmm. nearly ten. Um, and that's what I've always done, push positive messages. Um, I believe the music needs quality control. Mm -hmm. I'm quite happy to do it. Yeah, but, but you do do it. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. You, you do. You are mindful because you listen to the lyrics. Do you see what yeah. I'm saying? You're not watching views and stuff like that. And that's where the big stations are getting themselves into problems because I don't necessarily know if some of them listen. are listening to the lyrics because some of the DJs aren't even from an area that resonates with yeah. what's happening here they're just listening yeah, to the beat and this is a lot of problems because some of the beats are, they're so sick you're like yeah because you know i i've done it myself and i'm just saying and then you're like, like whoa no, whoa hold on no yeah mm -hmm. mm. so but yeah like i fully understand you know i'm all for artists that speak out on you know what they've been through you know what they did but not promote it. I, you know, I don't promote it, won't promote it. Mm -hmm. And I just think going forward, some, I mean, changes have to happen. This can't continue how it's mm -hmm. carrying on. Mm -hmm. I watched a really good um, 
it was online and the guy was talking about it was talking about drill music and you know like where it come from chicago yeah um but what it did they actually researched the communities where the drill is being played and is popular and those mm. communities are in trouble yeah those particular so he actually linked it all um to, to that you know to yeah. actual communities but I mean, yeah. I've never been one to just, you know, ban it, ban, you know, because I understand there's other issues with doing that. No, definitely. Um, it, but it's the same as, you know, young people playing Call of Duty and being exposed to Call of Duty Fortnite. Even with me, like, I'm not going to lie, I got pressured. I got pressured by my young, my young son to play Fortnite. And then when I saw how he was coming off the computer and how snappy he was, I do oh. get the contributing factors that when, you know, like what you said with the Chicago documentary, a group of people in the area are listening, doing, and the same thing you do start to, especially in the line of work that you're in, you are going to start to see the pattern. There definitely is a pattern um, yeah. with it. But like what you said prior as well about picking your um, artists, if they're genuine artists and they are real with what they're saying, but not promoting mm -hmm. the violence, I just hope that the bill doesn't, doesn't affect those type of artists just because of the because I you know the beat they're on or so to speak because sometimes they might make that that tune on that beat to attract it here it's going to hear what they're saying you know it's going to take gonna, years Aisha you see from even when they get the legislation in right just for them to get definitions together we're looking at years so why so long don't these definitions exist already in the world no not actually you in know, regards like, to because music. it's all brand new right this is all brand new it's a new bill they've never done anything to to cope with social media right they've got harm and neglect and stuff like that they've got stuff around that in like yeah, but i think it was to do with that bill hang on is it to do is to do with individual but what the specialists were saying what about the actual community like it's mm -hmm. only specific to, they, they put it this way, once I started watching the parliamentary thing, and believe you me, I watched it, I spent a lot of hours, right? Because I wanted to know. I've, I've reached out to so many people to try and, you know, find out what the law is. Is it going to actually help what's going on? So where I've, I listened to lots of specialists. Mm. And yeah, they, they were pointing out a lot of the issue, you know, that's going to take time. So it's not going to be an instant, you know, like soon, you know, in the next, I don't know, month, say a year. It's going to be a lot of tweaking. And, and then Parliament shut half of the year, isn't it? Shows how much they care, isn't it? That's what I mean. They're, they're on holiday now. Shows you how much they care. And that's part of also the problem because the... Um, the language that they use to each other is just as aggressive. You know, there was a, was it drill minister? Ed, a, oh, yeah. a political yeah. drilling. You mm -hmm. know, it's, they, we all have to take accountability and everyone needs to change. Everyone who has capacity needs to change their ways for the better if they really want better. Yeah. And now, you know? yeah, like time is of the essence. <laughs> like, <laughs> now. Yeah, definitely. And I want to ask you because I remember, I'm sure a, year, a few years back, I spoke when I spoke to Renee, and we were, I think it was a time we were doing the nationwide Your City Says No. 
-hmm. And I remember looking into getting emergency laws, you know, like how they've done the COVID, right? Mm -hmm. And that was done in a few days and they managed to get all this law through, right? Mm -hmm. I'm sure I spoke to Renee about it years ago because I've always said it's so long to try and do a, a, what's it, a petition, then try and get, you know, you and then what? Then it's got to go through all the parliament stages and then you're looking at, but hang on, we need this now, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Whatever it is, we need it now. So, like, do you know how we, because I'm sure she told me that it was, you have to prove that it's a nationwide issue. As far as I Well, like with COVID, it was a public health approach to everything, wasn't it? Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I personally feel like this cause is, it is yeah. definitely, if we was to look at the numbers, it would just be ridiculous, isn't it? So I'm sure that, yeah. you know, due to based on the science. Yeah. I believe it's already that important. I believe it's yeah. already a public health approach that should be taken on this because it's affecting people physically, mentally. Yeah. Well, you do sorts. know, you do know, yeah, that they got the law in for the public health approach two years ago. Did you know that? No. And yeah, and what I discovered was that we're already in, I think this is the second year, they haven't even started. So we know that takes 10 years. I mean, I was so, grateful that they've already done the online harms bill. Mm -hmm. um, so at least that was in motion. I'm grateful that they started that whenever they did, you know, and that's why I thought I'd better try and check because I'm not convinced, you know, like the weapons side of things. Like, I mean, what are they? There's been no talk of going for the manufacturers going for the actual companies that make the weapons. These weapons don't appear in our areas, in certain areas. Should kind of roll on with the bill with the music. Hmm. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, really, it's that, that bill could really be stretched wisely if they think about it. Because it's the yeah. same thing as the manufacturer. Why are you making those things? That it's like some of those knives are just like... Oh, my God. I know. When I, right. check them I, out I think on that. what realm are these kids in? Because these things are like things that you'd see in Dungeons and Dragons and flipping mm. Lord of the Rings and shit. Like there's some yeah. big ass things. Like what realm are you in? What demons yeah. are you fighting? Mm -hmm. And the price of them, like how they, they're so cheap. When I said yeah. to my friend about it, she said, you know why, don't you? And I was like, no. She said, because our, our children are the product. <laughs> It's all a bit deep and it's like we're on live. We have to have we have another conversation. So I'm quite a spiritual person as well. Do you see what I'm saying? So like my spirit leads me in what I'm doing. This is what's this is what I know that I have to do. Me too. And things like that, it you know, you saying that it made me get a bit goosebumpy. Do you mm -hmm. know what I mean? Got it as well. Yeah. Because you've got to, sometimes when you look behind the companies and the people that own these companies or who they're related to or who they're friends mm -hmm. with maybe this is why nothing's been getting done. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we're definitely, we'll have another talk. I need to go loose soon. <laughs> <laughs> but it has been I wasn't meant to be on for so long. I know. I'm so lucky and so grateful that you did come on today. So really, thank you, right? Oh, thank it's been you. a brilliant, brilliant conversation, right? Definitely. You know I'm fully supporting everything that you do, all right? Keep up the amazing work, right? Thank I'm so you. proud of you. 
right and Renee as I well this, okay. definitely. all right definitely. so big up to everybody that joined us today as well um yeah Amina thank you for your con um input as well um, you've put loads on there as well. So big up to you. So Amina's saying as well about the COVID legislation came through real quick. It certainly did. And they threw in some extra bits as well that no one was expecting. <laughs> There's nothing to do with COVID. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'll tell you what, it's mad. But I'm just yes. Yes, thankful that we're all working together. Well, right? Definitely. And this is Have the same as the art day. of remote working, you see, dear. Do you know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> Enough love to you, all right? Send Thank you, lots, you, lots, you take lots care, yeah. All right? Speak right. soon. All right, take, take care. care. Bye. Bye. Oh. oh, that was fantastic. All right, I'm just going to quickly read out the messages from you, Amina. Uh, big up to VIP London. Um, right, quickly read these out. Uh, right, Amina says the fines, um, instead that they leave them to make this music because they know that it's part of the school to prison pipeline. Right, we certainly do. Um, we've discussed that quite a bit on our other podcasts, so please check out previous podcasts. Uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, right? Um, we're on YouTube as well. Let the youth live, okay. Um, but that's something else that we want to get onto the government about. We want to change the law to do with that. Um, I just want to put it out there as well that they're building more prisons, right? Just what we don't need. <laughs> okay, but they're spending a lot of money on new prisons. Uh, the government finding radio stations and social media platforms is just the government getting a drink. You are bang on there, Amina. Right, H2O, big up to you. Amina says, even that Netflix doc, the 13th, highlights the whole prison system and how it's been set up. Yep. Right. I'm just going to say, I want to put this out there into the universe again. Okay. Everything as it is now is exactly the way it is meant to be. The way the system has been set up. Everything as it is, is exactly the way it's been set up. So we, as a unit, have to make that change. We can make changes. The system has been set up for people to make changes to it. All right? So that's something. If somebody wants to write to their MP about the prison to, you know, the pipeline to prison, the school system, we're definitely putting something together. So please let me know your interest on that, people. Amina says, even though it's based on the American justice system, it's just as much a reflection of what happens here. Uh, it's funny how they banged the legislation together for COVID. Yep, so quickly. Uh, the numbers are there. Office of National Statistics. Uh, that's who they need to be finding, the people selling the weapons. Yep. Um, I'm going to do the school run leash. I'm calling you in five. Uh, bye. Big up to you, Amina, as well. Right. I just want to thank my special guest today for joining us. That was absolutely lovely to get you on, Aisha. Uh, big up the safe zone. So please follow them up. Support what they're doing. We want to push what they're doing across the UK. It, all these initiatives need to go out into all towns and cities across the UK. Right, thank you all for joining me. I don't know what happened to my other two co-hosts today, right? 
but um we will join you hopefully uh next week right for the next podcast but have a blessed day right enough love to you all okay